Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwearing. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello, and a really warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, How Are You Doing? So for me, it's been a bit of a tough few weeks, if I'm honest. I think generally in the world at the moment, we are going through a lot of stuff. It's very hard and heavy, and there's a lot of things going on that can really affect our mood. And unfortunately, I've had some pretty horrible news myself that has has also affected my own uh, mood of myself. So it's been tough, but do you know what? I I sent an email out to the Academy members yesterday saying we need to bring more light into our lives and I need to bring some fun and easiness and enjoyment because I don't know about you, but I think I've got to this point in lockdown and I am done. I just want to go out for dinner. I feel like a child having a tantrum. I want to go out for dinner. I want to see my friends. I want to hug my family. And I'm now finding it quite tough, which is interesting because up until, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was all right with it really, I think. And I was really okay with it at the beginning when lots of people were nervous about it. Whereas now I'm done and I want to travel. And the thought of not getting on a plane this year fills me with so much upset, I can't tell you. Because traveling is our world. That's what my husband and I love to do. I love to stand on a stage and speak. And the thought that I can't do that again is really, really hard going. And and with this other sad news on top, it's been a tough few weeks. But as I've said, 
I'm determined that I need to bring some fun and light and laughter back into my life. So I am trying so very hard to find so much gratitude and positivity for everything at the moment. So yeah, I just, I was conscious last week that last week's episode, I probably sounded a little bit rushed and a little bit uh, not my usual self. So I just wanted to say that that might be the reason why. And and I'm trying super hard to stay as positive as possible, which I hope you guys are too. It is a tough time and, and we are all struggling. So I am hopefully here to keep you smiling. Uh, my mum said to me the other day that uh, if I get upset, then we know we've got a problem because I am known for being the happy, jovial, joke-making, smiley person in my family. So uh, that is what I'm going to continue to do while we are going through this tricky time. Also, in case you missed it and you do want some positivity and motivation, then do go check out Dean Graziosi's episode, which was three episodes back ago. It was uh, episode 120. It was so good. I got so many great comments about it. So if you are in need of some motivation, maybe I should go back and listen to it myself, then do go listen to that. Anyway, let's get on with today's episode. And I've decided that I'm going to dedicate today's episode to the subject of podcasting and starting your own podcast. Now, let me explain why I want to do this. Because, well, one, I have done an episode on podcasting before, but that was a long, long time ago, something like episode 19, I think, if I remember rightly. I say remember rightly. I obviously have not remembered the number. I went and checked it earlier and I've forgotten again. So it wasn't a case of I can remember what episodes I did what because I honestly can't. I can barely remember what happened an hour ago. So I one, I haven't done an episode for a long time. But two, as you may know, I have a 90-day program where I work more closely with business owners who are t- trying to achieve and are achieving amazing thing in their industry. They're normally launching an online product or an online brand, and we go through a whole process of basically how do they make sure they're getting seen? How do they get people on their email list? How do they then launch and sell the thing that they're selling? So something that's come up a lot recently is that a number of them have decided that podcasting is the way to go for them and that that's going to help them in the getting seen category. And obviously I have a podcast and I am a big fan of them. So in the process and the conversations we've been having, I've realized that more and more and more people are looking to start podcasts. So I thought, why not do a whole episode on talking about the things that you should be considering if you want to start a podcast? Now, you might be sat there thinking, well, I don't want to start a podcast. Why do I need to listen to this? But as always, I am sure there are things that you can pick up in between, even if podcasting is not for you. Okay, let's get started. Now, First off, let me just remind you, because I feel like I need to again, I do it at every opportunity and you're probably a bit bored of it, but why you need that consistent content. If you are sat listening to this podcast today, right now I am in your ears and you don't have a blog or a video uh, series or live videos or a podcast or something where you are showing up on a very regular basis, ideally weekly, but it doesn't have to be, but you are not consistently showing up, giving people longer form content. So I don't just mean your social media. Then I am telling you right now, and I would 
love you to come and challenge me on this, but I'm telling you, you need to be. So if you are sat there right now thinking, Teresa, I don't need any of those things, then please, please come and find me. Please come and DM me on your favorite platform and tell me what you do, because I'd like to find the exception to the rule. But honestly, I can't see and I've yet to come across a single business owner that does not need some consistent content. So before the podcast, I had a blog. I was terrible at it, okay? Hands up, dreadful. I was inconsistent. I lacked the motivation to want to do it. I dabbled at writing it myself. I got copywriters to write it with me telling them what to write, but generally was not a big fan. And you know what? No one read it. Well, I say no one. I'm sure a handful of people did, but hardly anybody in comparison to where I am with the podcast today. And it was torture. I hated the thought of doing it. I would sit staring at a blank screen and would have no idea where to start. And then I discovered podcasting and thought to myself, I've been told my entire life I talk too much. Surely this has got to be one benefit when it comes to podcasting. So obviously the first thing I want to say is that you must have this consistent content. Podcasting might not be it, but the reason I chose podcasting over everything else was the fact that I do like to talk and I hate to write. Now, as you well know, if you're on my email list, I write to you every Wednesday and I wrote those, write those emails. You can probably tell by the typos. But as I've told you a million times, I hate t- writing. So that's why podcasting for me was so much better. And you know what? Most of the time, and I'm not going to lie and say it's constantly, but most of the time it's easy. I think of something to say. I know my subject. I know what I'm talking about. And I say it. I hit record like I've done today. I have literally about four lines of scribbled notes about things I want to make sure I include. But otherwise, I just talk. So for me, choosing the right content is so important. You've got to be able to like what you're doing. Now, you don't have to love it, but you if you hate it, you're never going to do it. So think about that. Think about, do you like to write? Do you mind going on videos? Would you rather just do live videos rather than do all the editing and the prep and the process stuff? Do you like talking? Do you want to do a podcast? So that's my first thing to think about. Choose something that you love. Also, I would say choose something that your audience is going to love, but in all honesty, I think any level of content is great. So I would be more concerned about what you can get on with. So if you're sat there thinking, okay, yeah, let's go with podcasting. That could be a good option for me. I just want to take you through five main steps that I've got to getting started for the podcast. The things that you need to think about to ensure that you are going about this the right way and ensuring that you are starting something that you want to continue with. Because there's no point going, yeah, I'm going to go all out with a podcast and then not do it properly or not hit your kind of consistency. So you've got to take this seriously if you're going to do it. So there's a couple of ways that I've got that might help you do that. Now, let me remind you, because I know I've said this before on the podcast a few times, but I started the podcast and I, my assistant at the time asked me how long was I going to be doing it for before I knew whether it worked or not. And I told her 12 months. Now, I know some people would be like, 12 months, are you kidding me? You know, that's 52 episodes of a podcast. That's more than 52 hours of my life. And 
do you know what? I knew I had to give it some time and I was right to because in the first nine months I had some steady growth, but nothing crazy amazing. And then suddenly month nine just shot out of nowhere. All these new listeners, all these new downloads, it was like suddenly everybody woke up and realized I was still showing up every single week. And therefore, that's what I want you to think about as well. So whatever you start, I need you to be consistent and I need you to set a length of time that you're going to guarantee to yourself that you are going to be consistent for. Okay, all that being said, the very first step of starting a podcast might surprise you. But what I want you to do at the very beginning before you do anything else is I literally want you to try and record an episode. I don't want you to buy the mic. I don't want you to sign up for the systems. I don't want you to do anything else at this point. If you are sat there thinking, I really want to do a podcast, I want you to almost put your money where your mouth is and I want you to record an episode. Now, one of the easiest ways you can do this is I would use something like Zoom. I would go onto Zoom as if you're going to be having a meeting and I would hit record as if it, you're recording a meeting and I would just talk to yourself. There's lots of other ways you can do it. Lots of the systems, there's things on your phone, there's dictation things on your phone. But honestly, I would try and record an episode Pick a subject in your industry that you love, pick something that you know you're going to be able to talk about and just see what it's like. Because the ability to sit and talk to yourself for some length of time, I I guess there is a skill to it. I don't feel I'm particularly skillful. I just feel like I'm one of these people who can talk for Britain. But there is obviously some kind of skill to it and it might not be your bag. And the last thing you want to do is commit all this time and money and effort into buying the equipment, coming up with the designs, thinking of the name, doing the process, and then go to record an episode and realize you hate it. So I want you to do that first. If you want to do two, great. Because one of the 90 day students that worked with me, she said to me, Teresa, I've just spent the last, like it was some obscene amount of hours, like five hours talking to myself. I don't know how you do it. And I think she had to do that to know whether she could do it ongoing. So that's what I want you to do. Step one, I want you to have a go actually hitting record. Now, one thing I want to tell you is I don't want you to go back and necessarily listen to that episode and start judging yourself because I'm telling you it won't be good. And we know that. We know that when we start things, we're not good at them. And the only way we can be good at them is that we keep going and we keep doing it. The first episodes that I did were abysmal. Like I literally could hear myself and don't go back and listen. I promise you it's not worth it. Um, I can literally hear myself like clicking to stop the microphone. I was like so on and off. Whereas now I hardly ever stop recording. I was about to say I tend to just keep rolling and, and I make very few mistakes that I need to stop. And you know what I just did? It was like I don't know. It was like the universe going, here we go. I'll make you make a mistake now. So I had to stop, delete that last bit and then carry on. But that probably happens like two or three times in an entire episode. And they only happen in the solos because obviously in the interviews, we don't do them like that. We just roll. So 
Anyway, that's what I want you to do. That's why I want you to test it. But don't go back and judge yourself. Don't go back and go, oh God, I sound awful. You're going to think you sound awful. I'm sure if I listen to my stuff, well, I'm telling you if I I do listen to my stuff sometimes and I think, oh God, you sound like an idiot. But at the end of the day, we are our worst critic. So maybe give it to someone else to listen to if you want. If you do, and if you are concerned about, like, I'm going to keep messing up now, aren't I? I'm determined I'm not going to stop this recording after I just said to you, I don't stop them. Right. I'm not going to mess up. Positive mindset, Teresa. Okay. (laughs) So give it to someone else to listen to if you are concerned that you just want to check it sounds okay. Don't worry about your sound quality at this point. Just try speaking to yourself about your subject and see how it feels. Okay. That's step number one. So let's say we've got past step number one and you think, you know what, that was all right. I can think I can do this every week. Then let's think about step number two. What kind of podcast are you going to have? Now, this is one of the things I think about straight away, or I would think about straight away, because when I started the podcast, it was something like 20 something episodes were solo. I think it's like 25 were all solo episodes. And the reason I did that is because I didn't want to have the added pressure of having to find a guest. And in all honesty, I wanted the most best, brilliant, kick-ass guest I could find when I had a guest. So I knew it was a waiting game because you don't get brilliant guests or it's very hard to get brilliant guests when your podcast is brand, brand new. Now, lots of people, I'm not like this, but lots of people who go on podcasts and are interviewed will ask you what your download numbers are. Well, if you've just started, your download numbers are nothing or hardly anything. So trying to get the most amazing person in your industry at that point could be a really tough call. So I knew I had to have some episodes in the bag, as it were. But also, I was given some great advice by, strangely enough, the person that uh, came on to my podcast as my first ever interview, Pat Flynn. And he said to me, get really good at doing it first. Get really good at recording and being on the podcast before you try and interview someone. Because honestly, that first, those first two interviews. So I interviewed Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield, my first two ever interviews, like holy moly. And do you know what? I was terrified, like sat there. I was like, the whole house had to be quiet. They had to sit in a room, like no internet, no TV, like no lights. I'm joking. There are like lights, but like, I literally was panicking interviewing them. And I was comfortable with podcasting and things by then. So I couldn't have imagined trying to do that at the same point as trying to get it all together. So that's what I did. Now, I'm not suggesting you do the same. I'm just saying what I did. But I do want you to think about, are you going to do just interviews? Are you going to do some interviews or are you going to do no interviews? Because that's going to help you plan going forward. And the other thing I need to tell you is if you are going to interview people and you want some great people then they're going to take time. They're not going to be able to suddenly jump on an interview tomorrow with you and therefore you edit it by the end of the week and you have it ready for Monday. That isn't going to be the case. So if you are going to interview, I want you to think about that. And again, I want you to think about how you can practice doing that before you do the real thing. Now, if you've been doing lives and interviews on lives or you have a membership and you've been interviewing experts, then again, you've got some experience. But if you've got none, then like I said, you do not want episode number one, first time ever to be recording with someone who is brilliant and you don't want to mess up. 
So are you going to do interviews or are you not going to do interviews? Now, the reason I do every other is because one, I didn't like the pressure of trying to find someone for every single week. And two, I am a very practical teacher. I like to give you your steps and your strategies and your tools and your clear direction, actionable stuff that you can take away from the podcast. And I knew that there are some interviews that I can't do that on. Also, there are some interviews that don't go the way you think they're going to go. So in your head, you think, I'll have them on to talk about this. They get on and it ends up going in a completely different direction. So for me, it was like a perfect balance. It was like no stress about doing something every week. But also I get to do these solo episodes where I'm in control of the content and I can make sure that I can give you exactly what I need you to get in order to move forward with that practical thing. So that's why I did that. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying that was my decision. Okay, the other thing I want you to think about is if you're going to do interviews is how are you going to structure them? And I don't mean from a tech point of view. I mean, what's the interview going to be like? No, I need to tell you this funny story. So when I started my podcast or was starting it, some good friends of mine who are in the industry said to me, they had a podcast, they've done a a couple of seasons, but that's it. And it was really quirky. Like it was very good fun, their podcast. And they said to me, well, we just didn't want to be another boring marketing interview podcast that interviews the normal marketing people. And I sat there thinking, oh, like, like me then, like, what are you doing? Then they were like, oh, no, 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 not like you. And I was like, well, basically that is my podcast. No offense taken at all. I was absolutely fine. But the point is, like, if I had given it some more thought, maybe I would have done a few things slightly differently. Maybe I would have, like, asked a killer question at the end or done a couple of funny questions or asked them what their favorite drink was or done it with a drink. I don't know, just like lots of different things that maybe I would have done. The other thing I would have done for sure is thought about how I can use that content of that interview over and over. Like, obviously I repurpose stuff and I promote stuff all the time about the podcast, but like in the first few podcasts, I said I wasn't, well, in nearly all my podcasts, I say I don't use the video quality or video quality. What am I on about? See, I don't want to hit stop. I would have edited that out. I use the video that we record on. And in some of my episodes, they didn't come on camera at all. Now, I should have really thinking about it. I should have insisted upon it. And then I should be using some more of that video uh, content that I've got. But I didn't. Then things like I do clips for the podcast and it's one of the only bits of the process I now still do because I know I need to go and dig back into the episode and find the good stuff, okay? Now, if I had thought about this at the beginning, then maybe I would have had a couple of questions at the end that they just answered after we'd finished that we then used as clips. Just little things like this that maybe I would have done it slightly differently. I mean, I'm not sorry where we are today, but I just... If I was you and you're thinking about starting a podcast or you're new into it, then maybe have a think about those things. The other thing I want you to think about in step two is, and I've just mentioned it briefly, are you going to do consistent episodes or are you going to do seasons? So as you well know, I don't do seasons. I am an every single week girl. I rock up on a Monday and I want you to get used to that. Obviously, I want you to think, where am I on a Monday if I didn't turn up? I want you to 
be in that kind of consistency with me that you know this episode, an episode is coming every single week. Now, granted, that is a lot of content, an awful lot of content. And even though obviously I don't like repeating content, you know, I've done an episode on podcasting before, but I can assure you the one I did on episode 19 and the one I'm doing today are going to be two very different things because my experiences are different. The world's in a different place. So it's not to say that you can't repeat content, but it just means there's a hell of a lot of content you've got to put out. So you might want to do a consistent podcast, but every other week, maybe. But for me, I like the consistency of every Monday morning, you wake up and hopefully you think, or your routine dictates that you listen to the podcast. The other reason I didn't want to do seasons, but again, this is entirely not right or wrong. This is your bag, your decision, is because of that consistency. And my worry would be if I did seasons, one, I would get out the habit and out the consistency of doing it, which would mean when it came back round to it, I'd be a bit like, oh, do I have to, Um, even though I love it. But the other thing would be that you'd forget And almost every time a new season came out, I'd have to do this whole re-promotion every single time. And I'd almost lose that consistent building of numbers because the numbers do go up consistently and the rankings go up. And and I and I don't know, I'm not an expert enough to say whether doing seasons actually helps with the rankings because you're kind of firing a few at it once or what it is. But for me, seasons didn't work. I wanted to be able to consistently show up in your sort of world, in your ears every single week. So again, have a think about that. But seasons can be great in the sense of you get a break. So you can sit down and I know someone who's just done this, who literally recorded the whole season before they even launched it. So they had all the episodes done and dusted. They literally just have to release them every single week. And if that suits you better, then maybe a season is for you. But I do like the idea of like I said, showing up every single week and being consistent. And also there is something like strangely satisfying about that, that I have, and I can pat myself on the back in terms of, I can have the skills to turn up and talk every week about this stuff. So yeah, I don't know, but that's entirely up to you. Okay. Step three, once you've kind of made those two decisions, then I would start thinking about, you know, nice things like podcast names and your branding and your artwork. And the reason I picked this is because when we think about the progress of getting the podcast up and running, that is going to be one of the things that holds you back. If you don't know what your podcast is called, you're going to have a real hard job doing anything else because you can't like register it anywhere or put it anywhere or sort out your hosting because you don't know what your podcast is called. You can't do an episode because normally you say, or I do, the name of the podcast in the episode. So for me, that's one of kind of the the basic, let's get that done. Now, obviously, if you are trying to come up with a name, you need to have a think about what the name is saying. So you know, or you may not know, actually, I changed the name of my podcast halfway through. I don't recommend it, but... I knew I had to because I started off with a podcast called Social Media Marketing Made Simple. I'm amazed I remember that. And I changed it because the podcast is so much more than social media and it's so much more than marketing, actually. But I am more comfortable talking about other things under the subject of marketing that converts. So for me... I wanted to change it to to reflect better what I was talking about. And obviously I thought I would only talk about social media and then things changed. And I realized that I'd spent the last 10 years at that point, no, 
more than that. I don't know. Anyway, about 12 years at that point in marketing. So why on earth wasn't I talking about marketing as a whole? So I changed it. But yeah, have a think about that. Now, obviously, if I had called it the Teresa Heath Wearing Show, I wouldn't have to done it, done anything. I'd have been absolutely fine. However, that wouldn't have helped if someone didn't know who Teresa Heath Wearing was. So I just want you to have a think about that. And then once you think you've come up with a subject or sorry, a, a, a name for your podcast, I want you to go and put that into iTunes and Stitcher and just give it a quick Google and see if anything comes up because you ideally obviously don't want your podcast name to be the same as someone else's. Okay, and then obviously artwork. You're going to need some kind of cover photo for iTunes and some kind of artwork design in order to promote the podcast going forward. So again, this is a good time to probably think about that once you've come up with the name. Right, step number four, intro and outro. I'm trying to think of all the things that would hold you up for getting it live. And again, this is another one of those ones. So it might seem small in the scheme of things, but honestly, you do want to think about this fairly early. Now, my first intro and outro, I had someone else do it. I went onto Fiverr. I found a great guy. He did it. I just happened to hit upon a good one. And it wasn't a Fiverr, by the way. It was way more than that. But I did find someone off there. Then when I did my second intro and outro, I did it myself because by that point I had had the podcast long enough that I felt confident enough to do my own intro and outro. Either way, you're going, well, you don't have to have one actually. You don't have to have an intro and outro at all. For me, I feel like I do. And also the other thing is that when someone picks up and listens to you for the very first time, you're going to have to remind them or tell them what you're about. So the idea of the intro is introducing what the podcast is about so they know what's coming. So obviously I talk about, gosh, I can't remember what I talk about. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner who is overwhelmed, then you're in the right place or something like that. So yeah, uh, yeah, I talk about tips, tools and strategies and that sort of thing. So you want someone to know what your podcast is about if they're new to it. So that's why I'd consider having an intro and outro. Now, whether you record that or whether someone else records that for you is up to you. Now, I am going to shout out my amazing editor who will hear this as he's editing this podcast because he is also a voice actor. In fact, he's originally a voice actor and I went to him and asked him to help me with something and bless him, he now edits my podcast. So I am going to put him in the show notes. His name is Phil King and his business is thekingsvoice.co.uk. And he is a great option if you are looking for a male voice to do your intro and outro. Anyway, whether you do it or you get someone else to, like Phil, you are going to have to write that script. So you need to have a think about if you had to summarise what your podcast is going to be about or why people would listen to it, that's what you need to write in your intro script. And it needs to obviously explain in a very short amount of time what your listeners going to get from listening to a podcast. Then you've obviously got your outro. And obviously with your outro, I tend to use it for things like if you like the episode, please hit subscribe. By the way, I never say it throughout the episode. So if you're not subscribed to my podcast, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And the other thing I normally say on an outro, because I have two different outros, is please go and give me a very lovely five-star review on iTunes. I would appreciate that very, very much. Anyway, side note, because also if you are starting a podcast, that is so important that people go and give you those reviews because obviously the reviews help you get seen by more people. So the more people who review you and give you good five-star reviews, the better. Okay. So regardless of who does the intro or outro, you need the script and then you normally have some kind of music behind it. Now, 
Phil, one thing that he's really good at is he put the music behind mine. So I told him what I liked. I told him kind of the tempo I was looking for. You would give him or someone like him examples of the type of music you like, and they would source music. Now, I am not even going to start to try and have a conversation about whether the rights to that music. I just know that I think, <laughs> I think I paid Phil to have the rights to the music. And do you know what I think would be such a great idea is if Phil jumped in now and literally just said whether I was correct or not, and you could hear his voice. I'm going to ask him to, like when I send this over to him. So Phil, can you answer, did I buy the rights to the music or did we use royalty-free music? So just answer that and say hi to everybody. That'd be super cool. Hi, Teresa. Thanks for the intro. You're absolutely right. We bought a license with your music for your intro and outro. There are many websites out there that sell music for podcasts and videos, etc. And just check the FAQs or the help files on the website. Most of the time, there is a royalty-free license or a creator license. My favourite website is audionetwork.com, where you can choose the Creator Plus license, which allows you to also use the music on YouTube videos. And they also have a great search function, which allows you to search for mood, genre, etc. and length of clip which is really good because then you can just buy the length of music which fits your intro or outro. Okay, so if you'd like any other information on how to record a podcast or any other technical information, drop me a line at phil at kingsvoice.co.uk. And remember, stay alert, protect the NHS, save lives. And I'll hand you back to Teresa. Thanks a lot. Okay. So that was Phil, hopefully. <laughs> Obviously, I'm recording this, hoping that he like did a little cut in there. Okay, so the last step that I want you to think about is your process. So there is a fairly big process to the podcast to be consistent every single week. And I have put all this together in a download for you. So that's the good thing. In fact, I probably should have said that earlier on. So if you go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash podcast freebie, then you will find a complete guide about getting started. It will have these uh, five points in. And then the other thing it's going to do is it's going to talk you through this process that I'm about to explain to you, because it is a fairly big sounding process. And please don't let it scare you, because once you've done it, it's done and you don't need to worry about it again. So it's just a case of going through the motions. And if you have got a team, great, because you can shift this out to your team. And if you don't have a team, then you definitely want some people to help you with this. You might want to bring on some services. Phil would be another great shout here. And Becky, who does my show notes, then you might want to get some services like theirs where they do show notes and where they obviously edit podcasts. However, I did all this myself at the beginning. So I don't want you sitting here thinking, I can't afford all that or sat here thinking that's an awful lot of work. It is a bit of work, but I promise you the difference the podcast made to my business was huge. So the process, and this is in the download, so don't panic. I record the episode. I'm sat here today recording on Adobe Auditions. The reason I use Adobe Auditions is because I have the Adobe Suite because we use InDesign and Photoshop for various things. And Therefore, it was free as part of the suite. If I had to pay for it on its own, I don't know that I would because there's something called Audacity, 
Audacity, I should probably get that right, um, where that's free and you can use that to record your podcast. I record interviews on Zoom. So that's the first thing. I record the episode now. I have a particularly good mic. I will put that in the show notes and I'll put it in the download. I have a pillow underneath my mic and I'm in a room with curtains and carpets and things to help help soak up the sound. So anyway, and I have a pop filter because uh, otherwise you'd hear like the type sound. So once I've recorded it, I then put it into a Dropbox folder. It doesn't have to be Dropbox. It can be anything. And I email Phil and the other people involved with the podcast and say it's in the folder. Phil will then go into the folder, take the podcast out of there. He will then do the edits that he's doing and he will then add my intros and outros. If it's an interview, then obviously I give him three files because I have the interview. Then I have my little intro before the interview and my little outro after the interview. He will then put all that together with that music intro and outro. Are you keeping up? Please don't get scared by this. I promise it sounds a lot, but it's it's easy when it's in a process. So Phil edits. Once Phil's edited, he puts the final version back in the Dropbox and then he will email us to say that it's in the Dropbox and Becky is looped in. Now, Becky is my very lovely show note writer and Becky has her own business called Blossom Digital, which you can find at blossomdigital.co.uk. And so she will then listen to this episode. So as I'm talking, she's listening and she will write up the show notes and obviously put in any of the links and do all the cool things. If you've never looked at the show notes, then you can either do it on iTunes where you are, or you can go to the episode, TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash one, two, three, the numbers for 123. Um, and there are the show notes. So then Becky's done the show notes. And then once Becky's done them, they're put in the same folder. And then Sophia, who's on my team, she picks up the show notes and she creates all the social media posts. She creates the images in Canva and then takes the images and puts them into Wave. And I'll link up to this because there's two Wave videos and I don't want you to get the wrong one. She puts them into Wave and then she creates those kind of cool Wave video things that we put up on our social media. Now, a couple of things to note is Becky decides what my title's going to be. I know it sounds odd, like I should know what the title is before I start, but I don't. And depending on how, if especially if it's an interview, how that's gone or what I've said, then after the event of doing the show notes, Becky is probably in a much better position to come up with a really good title, which is great. Also, the other thing I need to let you know is obviously on those Wave video files, we have clips so what I do is once Phil has finished editing the whole podcast together, I go in and I take, I re-listen to bits that I know are good. And then I literally just uh, highlight it, copy it and paste it into a new sort of audio file and save it as an MP3. That gets put in the Dropbox as along with the person's photo if it's an interview. Sometimes I put the bio in there, but all those things are in that Dropbox and then Sophia can go and do the rest. And then at the moment, still at the moment, I upload my own podcast on a Sunday. So I'll sit at the computer on a Sunday and I will use Captivate and I upload the episode Captivate. I put the show notes in and I do the same to my website. Now, ideally, this isn't me who's going to be doing this going forward, but for some reason, I have yet to give it away to someone, but that will be at some point uh, being given away. So then 
I schedule it. You can schedule it in Captivate so you can do it as far forward as you need to. And basically come Monday morning, everything goes live and the podcast is up and running and all the social media posts are ready. Also, Sophia and I have a master spreadsheet that we use where we track the development of all these different podcasts and all the episodes and where we are with things. So we both have access to that as well. And I just thought, actually, what I'm going to do as a bonus for that download is I'm going to give you a blank copy of that spreadsheet that we use so that you can see all of the various points that we hit in order to get the podcast live. Like I said, I don't want this to scare you. I do want it to to make you know and understand before you get started because there's nothing worse than getting started than thinking, holy moly, I wish I hadn't got into this. But I do want you to, I don't want to scare you. It is a process, but I do want you to kind of know what's involved. So, but I am here to help you with all these points. You are so, so in good hands. Okay, I think that is about enough. I've probably scared you enough with all the work that goes into a podcast, but I promise you it's totally worth it and I love it. I love hearing from you. I love getting the messages from people saying they enjoyed particular episodes and reminding me of things that I've said maybe weeks and weeks and months ago. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And I know you sat there thinking, well, you probably don't know who I am. And if I don't know who you are and I don't know you listen to the podcast, come and tell me. Come and find me on social. Just search Therese Heathwearing on your favourite platform and I am there. Okay, thank you for listening to this episode and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 